Welcome to the Prospector Podcast, a bi-weekly production bringing you the minor perspective. Welcome back to a new episode of the Prospector Podcast. This is Ana Diaz here to recap some of the top stories uploaded on our website, theprospectordaily.com. In news, Kristen Schaffer tells us everything there is to know about the newly formed Americans with Disabilities Act Advisory Committee at UTEP, which will meet monthly to discuss accommodation needs on campus. In arts and culture, editors Itzel Giron, Anabella Mireles, and Anaí give us a peek at Breakbook's special collection of books which belong to former UTEP president Diana Natalicio. And in sports, reporter Dan Daniel Lopez covers the UTEP men's basketball game on February 5th, where the Miners won its sixth straight game against the University of Rice at Tudor Field House. You can read these stories and more at theprospectordaily.com. This is Allison Rodriguez reporting for The Prospector. The pandemic may have changed the dating scene forever. It has put many young adults' lives on hold. Without enough feelings of love and intimacy during the pandemic, it has potentially made many students feel depressed and lonely. For young people, it seems to be a challenge to meet prospective suitors. Technology and social media have played a big part in dating during the pandemic since everyone has been in quarantine. Apps such as Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and many more have been an immense help to young people. Dating during the pandemic has become very difficult and brought up lots of major issues in my opinion. People have turned to the use of social media and apps in order to meet new people and find themselves people to even begin talking to due to the pandemic. There has also been a lack of human interaction that we used to have before the pandemic. Personally, I know a range of people who, due to the pandemic, who once they find someone through these apps or use of social media, they tend to have these virtual dates. I have yet to experience these virtual dates or haven't had the chance to date during the pandemic, but through families and friends, I have seen the impact that this pandemic has caused in their dating lives. New couples that have found success in the dating scene have started doing virtual dates, which have become quite popular. These new types of dates can include playing online video games or watching movies and shows through Zoom or other streaming websites. Many UTEP students have been changing with the times and have adjusted to this new type of dating and have found success in finding a new partner, such as Rebecca Zarate, a first-year student majoring in education. Dating for me during the pandemic has been a challenge. At the beginning of the pandemic, dating was not my priority, but as lockdown got longer, I started to become very lonely. My loneliness resulted in me creating online dating profiles in the hopes of finding someone. There were many failed talking stages, and because of the pandemic, there were many dates. As I was losing hope, I met someone who sparked my interest. We talked for a couple weeks until we decided to go on our first date, with precautions, of course. We instantly clicked, and it was the best time I've had in a while. After that, we went on many more dates. And after a few months of us getting to know each other, we decided to make it official. The pandemic has been a challenging factor in the lives of people from all levels of society. Everyone can agree that they have felt lonely or unlucky in love at at least some point of their lives. Quarantine has just made these feelings more relevant, especially for single people. Even through the trials and tribulations of the pandemic, love triumphs all. Everyone learned through experiencing COVID how important human connection and interaction is. We know now not to take it for granted and to really appreciate the love that we have. Jim Forbes, UTEP Hall of Famer and one of three Olympians in the history of UTEP's men's basketball, passed away January 21st at the age of 69. Forbes graduated from Bel Air High School as a high school All-American in 1970. His jersey number 50 was later retired at Bel Air in 2012. He later decided to take his talents to UTEP from 1971 to 1974. While at UTEP, Forbes appeared in 61 games where he averaged 10.6 points, 9.1 rebounds, shooting 49.8% from the field, and 75.8% from the line. 
During his sophomore season with the Miners, 1971-72, Forbes averaged 10.7 rebounds, which is the most by a sophomore in school history. Forbes is tied for fifth in school history with 20 double-double games and six in rebounds. Forbes was named second-team All-Western Athletic Conference pick in 1972 and 1973. Forbes was also selected into the National Association of Basketball Coaches All-District Team in 1972, second-team, and 1973-74, third-team. As a Miners' leading rebounder during his sophomore and senior year, Forbes recorded a career average of 9.1. He is the sixth-best in school history. Forbes put up 290 rebounds during the 1971-72 season, which is the sixth most in a season in school history. In 2011, Forbes was inducted into the UTEP Athletics Hall of Fame. Forbes was a member of the United States Olympic basketball team that faced a controversial loss to the Soviet Union in the gold medal match in 1972 that took place in Munich, Germany. The final score was 51-50. The officiating crew gave the Soviet Union three chances to win the game. The United States team was not happy and protested by not accepting its silver medal. Forbes was later drafted by the Chicago Bulls in the fourth round of the 1974 NBA draft. Due to a knee injury that kept him from playing, Forbes retired from the NBA, although having not played. Forbes decided to try his luck at coaching, where he was an assistant coach at UTEP under Don Haskins for three seasons, 1981-84. Forbes later went on to become one of the greatest high school head coaches in El Paso. During his time at Riverside High School, 1984-2004, Forbes led the Rangers to the Texas 5A Final Four in 1995, along with multiple appearances in the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8. In 2018, Riverside renamed their gym after Jim Forbes. While at Andrus High School, Forbes led the Eagles to a 5A Final Four in 2015, along with multiple appearances in the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8. Over his career as a high school head coach, Forbes recorded 600 wins. This past year, November 2021, Forbes amassed 700 wins. Forbes died in El Paso after a prolonged stay at the El Paso Hospital due to health issues, as confirmed by his former assistant coach, Rodney Lewis. Forbes was an adoring coach to many and helped many players and coaches advance. Forbes is survived by his wife, Mary Jane, one daughter, four grandchildren, and one great-grandchild. This is Katrina Villarreal with The Prospector. Welcome back to another segment of Prospect's Top 5. This week, we're bringing you the top 5 places to visit with your special someone this Valentine's Day weekend. First, the El Paso Sioux Society will transform the Sioux into a unique romantic atmosphere on Saturday, February 12th, with photo opportunities, food, flowers, chocolates, games, live music, and local craft beer for an admission of $80 or $150 for two guests. Love will fill the air as an education specialist will also be on hand to teach guests about some of the interesting mating courtships found in nature. Reserve your table for Galentine's at Mamacitas. The downtown restaurant will host two reserved times Sunday, February 13 at 11 a.m. through 12.30 p.m. and 1 p.m. through 2.30 p.m. The tables can include up to six people. If dancing to the rhythm of songs is your preferred form of entertainment, the El Paso Ballroom Dance Academy will be offering a Valentine's Romantic Central Bachata class February 13 from 3.30 p.m. through 5 p.m. For the price of $35, couples can enjoy champagne, chocolates, and a fun class designed to add romance to their life. Before heading home to watch the anticipated Super Bowl, lovers can stop at Placita Madrid Valentine's Day Market and Art Fair from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. The market will feature special Valentine's Day-inspired art for that special someone in your life. From jewelry, relishes, to hand-sewn aprons, you can find it at the market. 
Finally, Valentine's Day on February 14th can be spent at the outlet shops at El Paso, as couples can enjoy a romantic evening in the food court with serenading music from the fanny pack bradas. Well, there you have it. We hope these Prosby Top 5 will fill your Valentine's Day weekend with love. Let us know how you will be spending Valentine's Day by emailing us at prospector at utep.edu. The following story was written by Kristen Schaffer. El Paso is a city of culture, yet there are some among our community that have been struggling for far too long. The Latinx LGBTQIA plus youth has seen an increase of depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation, according to an article by NPR. To make matters worse, the pandemic has had people quarantining for long periods of time, which may have increased the hostility these individuals face at home. Factors that can potentially play a role in the community are racial ethnic bias, acculturation stress, and immigration concerns, according to research done by Trevor Project in 2020. Are there other factors that have a role to play? Irma Montelongo, PhD, Associate Professor of Practice for Chicano Studies at the University of Texas at El Paso, explains that many Latinx individuals believe in the Catholic faith and that a lot of traditional dogma can be found within their religion. Machismo is a strong sense of masculine pride, specifically embedded in the Latinx culture, according to Rochester Institute of Technology. Uh, it was a pretty good experience after that with my mom, yet again, but with my dad, it was a whole different story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he did tell me, he's like, I didn't um, want a gay son, so like that. He said a lot of hurtful things. Said UTEP freshman Carlos Gonzalez. It was a really hard time. And so, when that happened, he told me that he was going to send me to therapy saying that it wasn't it, he didn't want that, that he didn't want anyone to tell his friends about me anymore. Montelongo emphasized the potential use of a good intermediary, a positive solution for families when asked if there is a way to bridge the gap between queer individuals and their families. Um, but I would say that maybe the safest route would be to have somebody that you really trust and that maybe your parents trust to accompany you um, because ultimately you have to have this conversation, right? Like yeah. I wouldn't suggest doing it over text or anything like that right? or through an email. So it's something you're going to have to do face to face. And I think for the benefit of everybody involved and for the safety of everybody involved, um, that you would have an intermediary, um, somebody that you trust, somebody that would have your back. Um, somebody that could help your parents understand. And, I mean, that could be another family member. It could be um, a professional counselor, right? Um, it could be a doctor. It could be a therapist. It could be a professor. It could be anybody who I think you think um, could help you through that situation. UTEP senior Javier de la Oz has words for wisdom for LGBTQIA plus youth who want to come out. You know I would say, like I heard most of the people say, uh, take your time. I will say that, uh, like, really learn, or not learn, or really read upon what you think what you might be, or not might be, uh, have a, a good circle of friends where you feel comfortable, where you might wanna 
come out little by little. Students looking for information or have any questions can reach out to the Queer Student Alliance or QSA on campus. UTEP also has the Rainbow Minor Initiative that was started by the Student Engagement and Leadership Center. Montelongo states that the UTEP Counseling and Psychology Services is a great resource for students as well. Hey, this is Itzel Hiron bringing you this week's Minor Sports Nugget. UTEP tennis player Eve Daniels shares her love for the sport of tennis with the prospector. Daniels decided to bring her talents from England all the way to the Sun City. She's the only minor to have a winning record for dual play in doubles and in the fall. She had eight wins, four in doubles, and four in singles. Back home, Daniels earned international titles in doubles. It's such a, like, a challenging sport. Like um, It really works on, like I feel like it's made me like a stronger character mm -hmm. as a person because it's like an individual sport and all the mental stuff behind it. But also I really love playing in the team. I've always played in teams in England and stuff. And it's just created like loads of opportunities and I just really enjoy it. In the basketball world, the UTEP women's basketball team secured a win against the University of North Texas on Thursday, February 3rd, with a final score of 75 to 62. Leading for the minors was freshman forward Aaron Eric with eight rebounds, Krauss with 14 points, and Wilson who recorded a season high of 15 points and two steals. The Miners also recorded the best three-point field goal percentage, making it the best total of the season. UTEP can be seen back in action as they host Rice University at 1 p.m. Saturday, February 5th at the Don Haskins Center. Thank you for joining us on this week's new episode of the Prospector Podcast. Join us next time for an all-new Miners Perspective.